You're listening to the Lost Initiative. Season- Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Redemption right. Cast Season 5, Episodes 11 and 12, Damage and You're Welcome. Angel and Spike track a psychotic slayer, which brings former Sunnydale resident to Los Angeles. Later, Cordelia awakens from her coma to help Angel get his groove back. Angel's a vampire who has a soul and it's time for a fresh start. He, Wesley, Fred, Gunn, and Lorne are now in charge of Whipperman Heart. Spike got another chance. Welcome to the WB's best romance. Angel's a vampire and this is his show. Necrotempered glass blocks sunlight, so Kim S.O.D. My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Nick. Hey, Nick. <laughs> hey. Welcome. What's up, bro? Nick in Oklahoma, right? Yes. That's right. Okay. And you were last with us uh, for the episodes Orpheus and Players. That is correct. Almost a year ago. Wow. <laughs> we were covering season four a year ago. Like, <laughs> it feels like it should be longer. It was October 2017 when I was on. Wow. Wow. Well, let's just get through this thing. <laughs> let's 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 power through. We're doing a Yeah, let's power through this. We're doing <laughs> We're doing a special Monday night recording uh cuz of schedules. So, uh folks, uh uh Kim and Steph have already declared it too late. Um so, um <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. I mean, let's power through it because I hate this episode. Oh, no. I know. I, I want to talk about it so I can decide why I hate it. I'm already damaged. I, don't know why I, hate it. I was thinking to myself, oh. what could be wrong with this episode? Nothing. Um, all right, so Damage is written by Stephen Denight and Drew Goddard. Um, and here we go. All right, so. Uh, where we started a psychiatric hospital and someone didn't get their Thorazine. And we notice a, we see a patient named Dana busting through a locked door. Um, she sees a doctor's needle and she freaks out and she beats some orderlies up and finds a bone saw. And then she like cuts into one of their, like their face or something. And then she like, Oh, I thought she, I thought she like slit his neck. Oh, it sounded like she just, I like, thought she was going to take, I thought she was going to rip his head off and like eat it or something. <laughs> yeah. There was a bit of crunching and, and sloshing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But she was just taking the blood to put it on her face. Yes. And as we find out later, you know, it's she's got the she's got slayer voices in her head, so I'm assuming this is the primitive right here. This is uh de- Before I even knew anything about anything, I didn't I knew it wasn't faith, but I said this could have been a perfect faith episode. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the continuity would be a little weird. Like, we'd have to explain why Faith lost her mind or something after Sunnydale went down. True, true, true. Yeah. True, true, true. But I was just like, this would be a good Faith if she were to do a guest spot again. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I've got got feedback later on that kind of talks about that. Okay. 
I didn't even remember which episode this was. I just wanted on for your welcome. <laughs> and then I pulled this one up. I'm like, what's damage? I don't remember that by the title. And then he's like, who didn't get their Thor's? And I went, oh. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. This is the Slayer episode. Yeah. This is the one with Andrew in it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm on for this one. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a great premise. The idea that, you know, here's the potential that turned into a Slayer and she... Ain't right in the head. Right. They're just, there seems, you know, the uh, the stories you could tell from all the Slayers, that all the potentials that turned into Slayers, you know, that's so uh, interesting. But for some reason, I, I don't know. This is, a, this is, this is, a, this is dark and icky. This is a follow-up to, uh, to our, our much-missed Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, so... Uh-huh. All right, so um, Gunn tells Fred that he thinks they made the right choice right before seeing Angel saying they made the wrong choice. Um, (laughs) Gunn isn't sure they have the evidence to move against Eve, um, but maybe they can kind of play her. And then Harmony pops in with a report that a girl went crazy, um, but when she says – then she says she might uh, be possessed. So Angel says they have to be careful about how they approach this. And uh, of course, he's annoyed when out of the next elevator walks Spike at the same time. <laughs> um, and Spike says he's hero of the people now. <laughs> uh, he really kind of is. Yeah. Uh, kind of a rude hero, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> the doctor shows them Dana's room. There's lots of drawings with girls fighting monsters. Um, Kim, I was just like wondering, like what's going through your head when you're watching this? Were you thinking Slayer or were you just thinking crazy person? Well, honestly, I was thinking Slayer because I thought, oh, this to me, I don't know why I thought I'm like, oh, this episode was written for Faith and she couldn't make it. So they changed it to one of the other Slayers. (laughs) Just because of those girls look, you're like, oh, this must be like a Faith, but not Faith. Yeah. Yeah, and then it wasn't until after I was like, oh, yeah, they're all Slayers now because <laughs> they're an army of Slayers. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> kind of want to block that finale from my brain. But um, <sighs> the <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I on going into it, I was just like, oh, this was and I you know me, I'm not a big Faith fan, but I'm like, oh, this would have probably would have been better with Faith. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I thought I was I turned you into a Faith fan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I said I wasn't the biggest Faith fan. Well, not and many then, people are are Faith fans before they actually know Faith, you know, and I, I realized that you took a little yeah. while for you to get to know Faith, and now you know her and you think yes. she's awesome and the best. Right? Sure. Okay. However you want to interpret that. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, we go to this convenience store, and this clerk gets his arm snapped for talking to Dana, and then she start. We start seeing flashbacks of her being tied to a chair as a little little girl, and then uh, mm-hmm. after taking down a security guard, she walks out of the store wearing uh, stolen clothes. And, uh, it was a tad excessive with the hard rock music. Yeah, we got white zombie blaring, uh, and I'm thinking that, that that's <laughs> where I'm thinking. Oh, this could, could be like a faith thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, meanwhile, a nurse is trying to get a job at Wolferman Heart while showing Angel a video of uh, Dana screaming in Romanian, and so he calls Wesley, and he says she's not possessed; she's a vampire slayer. Mm-hmm. Doo-doo. 
Uh, meanwhile, Spike is following her blood scent, which, uh, you know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, he think- but, yeah, as he does. <laughs> and he thinks he's going to fight a, a demon, and he finds himself fighting a slayer again. And uh, she yells at him in Chinese. Um, and he says, sorry, love, I don't speak Chinese. <laughs> which, you, you know the trivia attached to that? I have in parentheses, Robin will probably point out this reference to Fool for Love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the flashback for Fool for Love, uh, this is when he kills the Chinese slayer, and that's exactly what he says to her. So he doesn't realize that he's fighting, basically, a girl possessed by this. Was that was that on purpose, or is that just a happy coincidence they wrote Yeah, that. I think they put a little Easter egg in there for those who are paying attention. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is back when uh, you know all four of them were the whirlwind, and they were like they're looking hot and walking away from flames and stuff like that. That just the fake force, just the best. Uh, anyway, um, he gets tossed out a window where Angel finds him, and he thought that uh, she was like uh, uh, possessed by some sort of a Chinese water demon, but he says that <laughs> she's a psychotic vampire slayer. So they go back to Wolfram and Hart. And we find out that Giles sent his top guy, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so funny. So funny. What a breath of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. When First Andrew, of all, I, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. When Andrew's walking around, you know, spilling all that exposition, uh, Amy Acker is, tr- oh, she's trying her best not to laugh. Oh yeah. And, oh, it's so funny. It's hysterical. <laughs> I love when he says vampire and <laughs> Slayer the vampires. And then Angel says it that way later. Yeah. <laughs> Does it mean to? I thought for a second, I didn't recognize Andrew. Yeah. I recognized the voice and I was like, what? And then it wasn't like it just before they even said his name, I clued in that whole, oh my God. Yeah, he's grown his hair out longer. Yeah, and as he didn't look anything like I remembered him. Oh yeah, he's not wearing and like a like a nerdy t shirt and jeans. He's wearing like he's suited in tweed, like uh, Giles, basically. Like a like yeah, a he's trying to like, be a like, watcher, like Giles Light. Yeah, and oh man, was it so good to see him? He's so funny. Yeah, and it was just so nice because when you were teasing, oh, someone from Sunnydale's coming, I totally forgot. I know. <laughs> and so I'm, you were not guessing and him I'm at all. The episode. No, I was not. I'm me. I'm just thinking. Oh, the main character is obviously. That's how deep I dive into it. But I was so happy to see him, and I was just like, "Yay!" But were you as happy as he was when he saw Spike? No. (laughs) No. I just love he like starts crying and hugging him. Mm -hmm. My therapist. And I was thinking. Holding on to false hope. I was like, "Oh, did he?" Did he have like a major crush on Spike? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I think he had a, cr- but I never thought it was like. I think Andrew had a crush it- on everybody. Well, like there was yeah. the one where uh, Spike and Anya were having sex, and the trio had the cameras, and he was like, "Spike's so hot." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the girls hot too. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, Okay, so uh, Andrew fills us in. He says, you know, that like Angel and and the gang apparently didn't watch the Buffy season finale. 
Um, so no, they didn't. <laughs> Andrew's be- and it's good because I needed a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> well, Spike could have told them most of that. Yeah, I guess so. They- Andrew's like Kim didn't like this, but you know, hundreds of potentials were turned into <laughs> slayers and. For those, oh, people, for those people who like Angel and don't like Buffy, this is what happened. <laughs> when he said there are many potentials, I'm like, oh no, Illyrio and Gabby aren't here. Oh. <laughs> There's only you. one potential. The final potential. Yes. The one true, the one true slayer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> only one can be chosen. Um, uh, yeah, you're going to get a medal for this. I'm telling you, we got to arrange some sort of trophy. For, oh, wait, I'm getting my umbrella I made for it. you. That's right. Um, <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> you're going to get a, uh, a cylindrical package arrive at your doorstep. Like son of a bitch. <laughs> I know it's in here. I'll, I'll videotape me. I told you, I'll videotape me throwing it off my belt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I yeah. So Angel and Spike confer, and I love how Andrew's like standing in the background, taking notes and drinking from a juice box. <laughs> um, so um, Angel tries to figure out with the gang where Dana Dana must be going. So they start at the childhood home. And Angel and Lauren bring a creepy psychic to this person's house. I love the realtor's <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm all waiting in the car. Yeah. Um, so he picks up on the whole murderer and there's a smell of uh, molasses and there's a basement. And we see that Dana found the basement and she opens the grate and finds Freddy's claw. No, she finds uh, a <laughs> box with drugs that are still working, I guess. Um <laughs> And we we are shocked to see that uh, in her flashbacks, it's actually Spike tying this little girl up. Yeah, that was very creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at first I'm thinking that doesn't like the timeline doesn't make like that's that doesn't fit with Spike's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to like justify it. I still can't. I can't see like demonic uh, Billy Idol Spike like taking <laughs> yeah. pleasure even in torturing like an eight year old, you know? I don't know. No. Yeah, I mean, like he's cruel, he's mean, but in a different, in different ways. Not like that. Not like uh, not to get the children. Everybody. I think that's why I don't like this. I think, I think that child of this child abuse kidnapping is just icky, and I don't like it. And it's not really done in, like, an empowering kind of way. It's just kind of done in a look-how-dark-and-edgy-we-are kind of way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I I agree. I felt it was a little too dark, but... Oh, no. Things were different back then. I was trying to think if we watched... We did watch some pretty dark TV and stuff. In 2004? Well, I think shows sometimes were a little bit darker than we like to think that they were. Mm. Like, there are shows, like, in the 70s and 80s where, like, a very special edition of Family Ties. You know, you're like, oh, my God. You know? Like, <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. And and our memories, our memories uh, get rid of the uncomfortable things. Exactly. We only remember the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to, I don't know, this must be, like, the docks or something. Um, Spike is walking along, and he finds Andrew following him. And it, oh god, that was so good! Because <laughs> Andrew's like running to catch up with Spike. <laughs> Andrew says that he's way more manly now, but then he trips over a corpse and screams. 
Oh, he's uh, 82% more manly. <laughs> yeah, he also says, I see your senses seem to be as well honed as your Vigo Mortensen pectorals. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> uh, we also get a Sunnydale catch-up. Xander's in Africa for some reason. Willow and Kennedy mm-hmm. are in Brazil for some reason. And for some reason, Kennedy is still with Willow. Around. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy and Don are in Rome. And Don's going to school in Rome, and everybody else is in England. So, uh, yeah, they're just all over the place. It's nice to feel like this is a connected universe again, Mm -hmm. now that Buffy's not on another network anymore and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They really brought the universe back together. I guess so, but just like, yeah, we took every one of the main cast and put them in different countries. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it, it feels like the angel verse is connected to the Buffy verse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Where, where they are, I, I, that's not important to me. That, but just to hear the word, but like for so long, it's like they weren't uh, allowed to use the word Buffy, mm-hmm. and now they can. Yeah, they used mm-hmm. it like once in season three, yeah. and then nothing, nothing again until season five. <laughs> Right. Well, they couldn't. They didn't even use her image last week, even mm. though I know it was like that was totally oh, yeah, her. They didn't need. They didn't need to. But I was just <laughs> like, oh, we get it. And Spike tells Andrew that he doesn't want Buffy to even know that he's alive. That he'll get to it. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, where Spike's talking about the scent. The scent is how like a penny tastes. Uh, Andrew picks one up off the ground <laughs> and tries it out. Penny just there, right next to him. <laughs> Oh my god! So Spike funny. then realizes the blood smells different now, and Andrew says, "Like nickels." Oh my god! I I had to stop the my DVD because I was like, "That is so fucking funny, <laughs> so stupid." But I was like, "That is the line." I'm not even writing any more quotes down. That is the line. Uh, so yeah, Dana jumps them. Andrew gets kicked in the face. Spike ends up tracking her to the basement. And he tries to reassure that he used to date a girl who isn't all there. So he's, he's like an expert <laughs> in this. Uh, and then Dana starts talking about getting home to her son, Robin. And I was like, Mom? Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's being possessed by Nikki now. And uh, of course, Nikki remembers Spike from killing her. Um, and uh, she's able to actually trank Spike. And then she starts having memories of the kidnapper chaining her up. Um, and so she totally sedates him and ties him up. And, um, meanwhile, Fred realizes, uh, the sense of molasses is often given off in, uh, whiskey distilleries. Cause you know, Fred, you know, she, Fred knows everything. Fred goes to the it's, whiskey places. It's kind of funny because there's a character in Dollhouse named Whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Amy Acker's in that yeah, too. I believe she plays that character, right? <laughs> well, I didn't want to spoil in case you guys did that next or something. Oh, boy. <laughs> No, Steph announced in the that group that we're watching Buffy again. Uh, <laughs> oh, the new Buffy, right? No, just old Buffy. <laughs> oh, no, just Buffy again. Okay. Buffy, yeah, so, so we'll just – we won't take the potential cast title away. We won't even need newbies. It's just going to be me and Steph and it's going to be called Buffy again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Spike wakes up to realize that this sack of hammers has made it so he can't touch her anymore. His hands are gone. That was very weird. Yeah. And I was like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to deal with him not having hands anymore? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait. We've been here before. He got his arm back. <laughs> yeah. Wolf Bernard's done this. Yeah. 
He just says, make my heart can do anything. Yes, yeah, so just make sure his hands aren't evil. Um, yes, exactly. They had his original hands yeah. this time. I like how Fred like mentions that like offhanded, like as she's going to the ambulance. Like, oh, we have his real yeah, hands. Tell the shaman no cadavers. Yes. We have his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I like this uh, how Spike is actually kind of scared now and is like pleading with her. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. How's he going to get out of that one yeah. with no hands? <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, he killed those slayers, but he wasn't the her kidnapper. And that's when Angel shows up, says her kidnapper's dead, but still her vampire slayer, slayer tendencies take over, and she fights Angel until she gets darted three times by Wesley. And Andrew says he'll take it from there. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of weird. I love this. this. This whole standoff here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Buffy thinks Angel's on the wrong side is kind of the takeaway from that. I love that so yeah. much. I'm like, and that really is a wake-up call for Angel, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. By the way, the Buffy cast is in different countries, and none of them want anything to do with Angel, so don't expect them to be popping by anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, uh, and he's he says nobody trusts him; they're not on the same side. Um, and uh, yeah, I love I love when the twelve like Slayers just step out, <laughs> like what's <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Um, he's like, anybody mind if I quote? Go for it, go for it, do it. No, go do ahead. It. Check the view screen, Uhura. I've got 12 vampire slayers behind me, and not one of them has ever dated you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Wesley's surprised that uh, Angel lets Andrew take uh, Dana, but he, Angel says we've got enough problems of our own to take care of. Well, and what's their other choice, really? Get into a fight yeah. with a bunch of slayers and prove Buffy right? Hey, if it's worth it. If it's worth it. But I don't think he... I, I He probably thinks that, you know, she's in the right hands anyway. Speaking of, Spike's got his hands uh-huh. back. Um, <laughs> there are his own hands. And I like this little moment between him and Angel, how he's, like, feeling guilty about how evil he used to be. Like, never really thought about how evil the he was. evil, about. yeah. Yeah, that's a great moment. It really gets into these two characters and how they're different. And Angel mm-hmm. starts talking about like his Angelus times and how destroying people was art to him. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, she would have been a masterpiece because mm-hmm. he loved it. Yeah, he didn't feel any remorse. Oh yeah, this is the guy who created Drusilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yes, yeah, great like ending uh, conversation like. Spike talking about how Dana was an innocent and they turned and was turned into a monster just like they were. So, uh-huh. hashtag damage. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that is the episode damage. Any other thoughts about that before we get into the other stuff? Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, I thought you were. I don't think uh-huh. anybody said anything. <laughs> I heard an intake of breaths. So. I overall uh, the I overall Slayer really feels. Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say the Slayer in this Dana, she feels kind of like River Tam to me from Firefly. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's that? Yeah. Just kidding. Because <laughs> yeah, you know she's that. a little bit not all there, but she's also a great fighter. All of a sudden, uh-huh. <laughs> and that that feels very much, especially in the Serenity movie, like River. You know. Yeah. Yeah, very much like, so. The Weedonverse has a type. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. 
I do have feedback for damage. Well, let me read Nutty's oh, yeah, go ahead. email. Please. She says, uh, based on my memory, I remember thinking how much I was reminded of faith in damage, how there <clears throat> had to be times when potential wasn't well equipped, when a potential wasn't well equipped for Slayer powers, and there were negative consequences. I enjoyed the return of Andrew, and I like that Angel has the consequence of no longer being trusted. This taking over Wolverman Heart is a deal with the devil. You can't come back from that. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, that's the next episode. <laughs> yeah, and then she has has feedback for, for your welcome also. Awesome. I'm waiting for my email to boot up. Almost there. Loading. <sighs> you know, if I just had my phone... This would be so much easier. I think I'm going to have to go get it because things are taking way too long. Oh, wait. Here we go. This is uh, from Bruce. Um, by the way, uh, thank you to those who did write in to, like last minute today because I realized we had no feedback and I couldn't believe it because this is the 100th episode of Redemption Cast. Um Yeah. Wild how that timed out. It did work out really well. I didn't I – didn't, I realized that until I looked into our WordPress, and this this will be our hundredth posting on so WordPress. All the commentaries that pushed it. Yes, up. exactly. So we've been like a doubling up <laughs> and stuff like that, and now, but all the commentaries and the gabinetaries and the lyriomentaries and the special interviews and all that 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 helped. Oh yeah, you had something. the one with two mine ear. Yeah, yeah, classic. All right, uh, Bruce says, "If you don't kill, we won't kill you." So, for the worker bees, how much has really changed at Wolfram and Hart? Break the wrong rule and the boss will still kill you, even if you're already dead. I think that was a point of the company video in Harm's Way. It echoes something. It echoes someone from every other episode that um, Wolfram and Hart is evil. Even Buffy doesn't trust Angel. She wouldn't even send anyone she cared about to meet with the evil law firm. <laughs> <laughs> For all the repetition about how evil the place is, nothing seems to be changing very much. But Angel made a deal for a life for Connor and the best medical care for Cordelia, so he's still stuck there. Some great continuity bits in this one, like Spike's story to Dawn about the time he killed a family, but the little girl tried to be quiet and hide in the coal bin. It wasn't Dana, but Spike had done similar things. Well, I didn't even remember that. Uh, Spike said Nikki Wood begged for her life before he killed her, but we didn't hear it until this episode. Bruce, Bruce gets Bruce has something for you're welcome as well. But I thought he like snapped her neck though, like on the subway train. Yeah, I don't remember her begging, but unless that was some other time we just didn't get to see until now. Yeah, I I kind of got the impression that that was just what was going through her mind when she was. Fighting Spike, not necessarily what she would say to him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was, I was thinking that too. Like these are, or even like, like I need to get home to my son is what's going through her mind, yeah. and she wants to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any more feedback for damage. Uh, it's mostly for your welcome, surprisingly. Um, so why don't we get to rating and? Uh, See if my rating Excel sheet's gonna work here. Yes, it's working. Hooray! No more awkward pauses on the podcast. <laughs> uh, all right, let's start with our guest. 
What did you think of this episode okay. and rate it, please? Uh, I liked it quite a bit. I mean, especially, you know, feeling connected to the Buffyverse. Uh, having Andrew there is just great. And, you know, a lot of it's really solid. It's not quite exceptional, but, you know, it loses a little bit for just trying to be dark and edgy and not really doing anything significant or empowering with the story. You know, I mean, ultimately, it's just take her down. She's just another monster of the week to take down rather than, you know, a story that fits a Slayer, I think. So I give it 10 out of 12 <laughs> vampire slayers who have never dated Angel. So 10 out of 10? 10. 10 out of 10? Okay. Uh, 10 out of 12. Uh, I, 10 out of 12. There is no 12s. There's only 10s. Uh, or is it a that is about, the conversion? My, it comes to about 8.3. 8.3. Okay, thank you. <laughs> only Gabby gets to make wacky rating systems on this show. <laughs> Well, we gotta we gotta make up for her not being here. <laughs> her rating system is just like I'll give it a uh, out of yeah. Ooh. At least it's not that. <laughs> At least this one converts well into decimals yeah. and numbers. Yeah. Kim, well, I didn't enjoy this episode because I wasn't engaged, but I loved all the Andrew bits and. Um, that's pretty much pretty much it i was so happy to see him but uh yeah i'm gonna give this five out of ten nickels (laughs) no maybe six clive really enjoyed it i'll give it six okay i was gonna say this is (laughs) numero cinco uh uh territory well yeah like (laughs) What a missed know, I, opportunity I, I, that that wasn't season five, episode five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I just felt like this episode was, um, yeah, it was a little too dark. And I was just like, where are they going with this? This mm. is, ugh. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the child abuse, child kidnapping was icky. And I was so confused. I Like, it was very murky about that she was having the visions of the other slayers and how she was imagining that Spike was her abuser. Like I, it made no sense. The first time I saw this, it made no sense. So it's confusing. So I give it, um, seven, but, but the Andrew stuff is hilarious. It, it redeems it a good bit. So seven out of 10 attractive slender women. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had definitely a higher opinion of this episode before we actually talked about it, but uh, you, you guys are right. I mean, it's a bit a bit of uh, a scattered stuff that you know. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't all gel together really well. What is awesome for this episode is all the Andrew stuff, all the Buffy references. It's great to hear what's going on with our old friends, and um, mm-hmm. it's even more intriguing that you know this like wimpy. This like wimpy kid, you know, that we're not really taking very seriously, um, you know, basically drops the mic at the end of the episode and um, and lets Angel know that, you know, um, he's on his own. <laughs> um, yeah. And I also uh, loved, even though it was kind of like, you know, we see a little bit, we, it was like a little bit of mention at, at the top of the episode. We see the fear on Spike's face once he loses his hands. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. facing, uh, you know, consequences for evil, even though it wasn't completely his evil. 
Um, and then the discussion of evil with Angel at the end. I thought that was all really great, but again, it was just a, didn't seem very focused. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. just going to kind of give it, uh, gosh, I hate to give it anything less than an eight, but I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm just looking at the other episodes I've scored and I'm like, ah, is it as good as that one? So, uh, I'm, uh, oh, uh, 7.5 out of 10, um, tasty pennies. Um, and, uh, that brings it to a 7.2 for damage. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. That seems fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody have some quotes? Do not Gandalf the White resurrected from the pit of the Balrog more beautiful than ever? He's alive, Frodo. <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> Andrew double-crossed us. That's a good move. Hopefully the little pawns yet. <laughs> Kim, you just wrote down the Nichols quote. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> like Nichols? <laughs> I'm not saying you're right Because uh, I'm physically incapable Of saying that <laughs> I have two quotes That weren't mentioned um, Angel, what happened? Spike, oh I just thought I'd see What it was like to bounce off the pavement Pretty much what I expected mm-hmm. And then uh, my other one is Angel, you two know each other? Andrew, uh, yeah, we saved the world together I mean Buffy helped, but it was mostly us. <laughs> awesome. So that was episode 99 of Angel. And now we go on to episode 100. You're welcome. And I'm eventually going to get that Moana song out of my head uh, once we're done covering this. But um, And uh, spoiler alert, I will not be playing that song at the end. That would be ridiculous. Um you know what you should play at the end is the original Redemption Cast song. <laughs> he fights with Demon Doyle and his uh, friend Cordelia. Uh, I mean, if somebody's going to request a, a song that I sang to play at the end, I mean, I'd have to play it. We'll, we'll see. Well, like, I, I, don't I, I must have lied. <laughs> uh, the people have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> the person. Go, I guess I'll take a request. Welcome to Caritas, uh, everybody. You, you don't have to honor my request. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Your show. <laughs> uh, this is written and directed by David Fury. Um, Steph, did you listen to the commentary? Yes, I did. Oh, you did? I was going to. I did too. Oh, cool. I was going to, but then it said David Fury, Christian Kane, and Sarah Thompson. And I was just like, but Cor- like Charisma Carpenter? <laughs> like, why didn't you put Charisma on this one? Um, I mean, I have watched some uh, con appearances and con and um, of Charisma Carpenter, <laughs> and um, she did mention something about recording commentaries for the box set. So maybe Kim, you have access to a different commentary for this episode, but I'll take a look and see. Yeah, uh, I, I was trying to not look at the special features or the commentary. I hand my hand was over the screen when I was trying to navigate through the menu because I didn't want to get <laughs> spoiled like I did last episode. Yes, I'm so glad with with Drusilla. I'm like I even said in the commentary, guys, can I take my hand down? Like, <laughs> yeah, the other special guest was Christian Kane. <laughs> okay, uh, and I think that's the so. first time he's actually credited in the episode. Like the last two times, they wanted to keep him a secret. Oh right, wow! Right. Yeah. All right, so this is episode 100, and the episode was written to reinforce the show's earlier themes 
and examine the evolution of the characters in the show's 100 episodes. The original plan was for Sarah Michelle Gellar to return as Buffy, Mm. focusing on the rivalry between Angel and Spike and their feelings for Buffy. But uh, no, thank you. When she, I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know that was just kind of like let's pay more tribute to the other show. Uh, but when she could not appear due to the death of her aunt uh, and some work oh. obligations, it instead focused on rounding off the ca- character of Cordelia. And uh, oh, no. my final installment in the uh, Charisma Carpenter story, I will, um, I will give you in just a moment. But let's get started here. Uh, so Angel and the gang are here to find some guy named Greenway, which doesn't really matter. What this is, there's a bunch of murder guns (laughs) and, uh, oh, uh, this is also, uh, Spike's apartment, but like the other side of Spike's apartment, does this set? Yeah, that's in the comic. Correct. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, and, but this is, this is it for Angel. He is done. He quits. Um. Which it's. It has worked really well over the past few episodes. The knee injury has made David Boreanaz's acting match up really well with this character <laughs> development. Because he's just tired of it all. He's just he's just frustrated. He just seems aggravated, annoyed, mm-hmm. and just so it's done. Like something to sit down on or lean against. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I read something about how um, it's interesting, like, this comes right after, like, immediately after, basically, if you're watching him in order, um, Andrew telling him that even Buffy is, like, doesn't trust him anymore. Like, Yeah, it follows mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so right after he says he quits, suddenly we pan to a hospital room and Cordy wakes up with a vision of Ugh. Angel in pain. So good. And then we go to the opening credits, which I was like, my note was like, why the hell didn't they just put her in the opening credits just for this episode? Come on. Did did they, um, was this a, was this aired as a two hour special or no? was this week, two weeks apart? Two weeks apart. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's some of my trivia here. Um, so Charisma Carpenter got the call for this episode and she did not want to go back, but. I can imagine. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on. But she decided to do it for the fans, and she said, mm-hmm. "Listen, if I'm going to be on this episode, you're not going to kill off Cordelia." <laughs> and so she, really? yeah. So she signed a contract, and then she got the script, which uh, Jeffrey Bell visited her on the set of a TV movie she's doing, a Mismatch, um, and met with her in her trailer. And he says, "Listen, I want to tell you personally that we're going to kill Cordy." <laughs> And so Charisma That's Charisma says that she started crying And then she, and just God, saying I knew yeah. you were going to do this As to me did I. I knew it Ooh. I knew it I knew it Why did I agree with this Super upset Felt completely betrayed And then she's just like Oh my god So then you know Then she's just like Okay just tell me Tell me the story What's the episode about And uh, she said When I heard it I was like That's good Joss is good and no, he isn't. John's <laughs> is a dick. After after she felt uh, she's after that she said she felt like it sucked that her character died, but it was a hell of a way to go. Yes, it was. It was brilliant. It was a beautiful no, it episode. Wasn't. It, it was, was narratively satisfying for me. Very satisfying. I didn't yeah. know about like the dirt until I started listening to Redemption Cast. <laughs> oh, yeah, gossip uh, cast. Like I, I knew there was some kind of chaos around, around the fact that she got pregnant in real life. Yeah, but I didn't know like specifics or about any of it. And I'm like, 
oh, that really just sours the whole thing for me now. Yeah. It really does for me too. <laughs> but I, Sorry, but narratively, I feel of, like it works. This champion of women and self-proclaimed feminist that Joss is. <laughs> yeah. Completely treated her like garbage. <sighs> Sorry, I'm over it. Yeah, I, 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 I really wish, like, you know. Well, yeah, didn't. a lot of Joss things actually feel a lot more sour now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, um. So, yeah, it, it sucks. But anyway, I'll, I'll just continue on the episode. I got more stuff to talk about, and we got more trivia here. Um, okay, so. Um, Gunn says that uh, he doesn't think um, like Angel's going to be able to get out of this out of Wolfram and Hart that, that they're not going to let any of them go and he starts talking about how he thinks that they're doing the right thing here and yeah David Fury says that Gunn values what he is now at Wolfram and Hart mm-hmm. more than the others really do mm-hmm. right that was my desk drawer well, if you a- heard that <laughs> He's a swanky lawyer now. Yeah, he's yeah, not some but, hood rat any longer. So of course, well, he's gonna... and like we even see in like season four with Gwen Raiden, he like he loves this stuff. He loves putting on a suit and mm. talking yeah. to people and playing the bluff and all that and solving problems by talking it out. Really, mm-hmm. so he enjoys it. <laughs> Angel starts talking, like arguing with him about like you know how much he's invested, how much is, you know, like we're, we're constantly having to come back to this. Like is guns brain altered to make him more allegiant to Wolfram and Hart, or is this actually his true feelings? Um, but then they get a phone call and, uh, Cordy is up. So it's Angel and Wesley, of course, that go to the hospital. Oh yeah. And we see that was supposed to have been a scene with them driving, and what was it, Nick? That uh, they were going to brainstorm some idea to lie to her about everything, really, it, and how they expect how they expect to find her after she's been in a coma for nine months. Well, yeah, they were expecting her to not be able to get up and move around because you know muscular atrophy. Right. Yeah, and then they get there, and she's all you know up and ready to leave the hospital. Oh yeah, and she is great. Just like she, yeah, yeah, that like she's in never- rough shape. Mm. You think they give us one foot in the grave a private room. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little it, – it's sad to think that she's, like, pulling the curtain on her own body, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm assuming that it is. Um, and so they bring Cordy to Wolfram and Hart. Cordy is looking fine now, you know? She, oh, she looks uh, great. And she's so hesitant. She's She's – Afraid to go into the office. Uh-huh. She's scared. It's Wolfram and Hart. Uh, so- I have in my notes, holy bra watch, Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good grief. I know. Yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah, I was, you know. Gabby would have had a field day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's one of those kind of like creepy questions you don't want to, but like how much does, how much did that wardrobe, like how much was that like charisma like going, oh, you know, I'm going to show off, you know, my goods or was it like, like they, you know, people creating that costume and going, oh yeah, you know, charisma carbon looks really hot and we're going to put her in like yeah. a really low cut or pretty much like open shirt for the entire episode, you know? Yeah. I'm like, she's like three, four buttons unbuttoned. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I feel it was very on brand for Cordelia. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it fits the way she dresses 
in most of her episodes. Mm-hmm. No, it actually didn't fit, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. <laughs> I like how uh, you know she's spooked by Wolfram and Hart coming out of the elevator, and she runs into P Boy there. <laughs> she's like, ah, <laughs> the PP demon. <laughs> uh, and then she starts asking, "Where's Connor? <laughs> Who?" So uh, the spell did not affect. Uh, this Cordelia, at least, oh, the, patience. Yeah, yeah. Well. And she talked about earlier. Didn't she talk about earlier at the hospital how she remembers everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knew she was pregnant. Yeah. She hoped that they kicked that thing's butt mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Uh, Cordy is surprised by Gunn's hair, which I'm like, what hair? Yeah. Well, Jay wanted hair this season. Uh-huh. That's why he has hair. He requested. To not ha- why over the past fifteen years is every black man on television bald? I don't know. Wh- what is up with that? Do they all do, do they want them to hard all to get all- continuity for the hair? <laughs> so it's easier oh, to just shave it. You think so? Yeah. Well, Michael Rosenbaum oh. hated it. <laughs> well, I would think so. Uh, she's also surprised that Harmony's there. <laughs> Um, you know, she's slowly like, wow, we're surrounded by demons. We have evil harmony working for you. This is what is going on here. Um, and then she said she woke with a vision, angels in trouble, and she saw some glyphs on a wall and it, as a tattoo. And that's when Eve decides to show up. And Eve, who's been missing since the end of Soul Purpose, um, oh. Angel wants her gone, but Eve not so subtly hints at their, uh, Liaisons with Angel's junior partners, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> just that one time, just one time. I like Cordy. Lord told us to, but mystically. <laughs> I like that Cordy says, "I thought Darla was rock bottom," <laughs> which is hilarious because Charisma is uh, like best friends with Julie Benz in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then she says that he, he pretty much made the deal with the devil and Angel protests and walks out and like shakes hands with a literal <laughs> devil who's like, hey, racquetball. Oh, that's so, such a corny joke. That, that's a very yeah. David Fury joke. That is like yeah. one of my favorite Cornwall. like bits in Angel I've, like of the entire series, that one little <laughs> thing. Like I love that <laughs> so much. Uh, meanwhile, Spike is playing Donkey Kong for a little hand rehab. It's weird that he's playing it on an Xbox. We won't say anything about that. Um, I was just about to ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, quote unquote Doyle nerds. <laughs> Doyle uh, uh, quote unquote uh, says that he can feel his pain because he lost his hand at one time too. Oh, bad move, Lindsay. Giving away. Yeah, that's going to give me away. Um. Then Eve calls Lindsay to warn him about uh, Cordy's awakening. To which point... Yeah, and this, okay. they had to shoot it real tight so you wouldn't see the rest of the uh, apartment so you would know it's where the nuns had died. Right. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't turn the camera around. Also, I swear, I swear to God on this series at one point, I'm not sure if Angel did it or Spike did it, but I could have sworn like there was a part where somebody was like, Whispering, and then the other person was like a vampire. Like I can hear you. <laughs> like I thought they had kind of like a oh yeah. Well, hearing. there was like uh, 
the thing with Connor, like Cordy and Gunn were talking about, That's oh, right, angels going Connor. to see holds. And then Connor could hear him across the beach with the ocean roaring. This is, this but then the, Spike can't hear Lindsay and Eve talking. I know. And then later, like, Angel Spike, Angel and Spike are, like, down the hall from Eve conspiring with Lindsay over the phone. They're very inconsistent. Yeah. Like, even earlier this season, they had uh, the thing, like, Angel's like, oh, I'm not using my windpipe. But, like, Spike choked out Drew that one time uh-huh. in season two of Buffy. I'm like, so what's what's the truth here? Hmm. So Angel goes to apartment his his apartment, which may or may not be in the building. Um, <laughs> where uh, well, you know, well, uh, it's got a good view. <laughs> okay, back uh, in the last scene uh, when Cordelia says, "There's a woman behind you," and it's um, Eve. Yeah, mm-hmm. she had come down the elevator because he wasn't in his apartment. She said that though. She said, "Yeah, You're home upstairs." Yeah, she did. Well, I guess there, there's our proof. Okay. <laughs> I, I love, too, in that scene, the exchange between Eve and Cordy. Okay. And she's like, I'm Cordelia Chase. Oh, my name's... I didn't ask. <laughs> like, that's a total power move, yeah. and that's that's that kind of social posturing. That's totally what Cordy learned in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you think it's just shallow girl, mean girl, but it's not. She knows that Eve is evil. Yeah, she totally sets up, I don't give a crap about you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's short for evil. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a little sad here. Cordy's watching Real Doyle oh, well. making a commercial for uh-huh. Angel Investigation. First soldier down. He took his last breath to make sure you keep fighting. And, and then she uh-huh. says, I get that now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, with- yeah, they were honoring... Doyle honoring um, Glenn. Glenn Quinn. Yeah. Glenn Quinn and uh, and uh, uh, blah, 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 Lindsay. Yeah. Well, What's it's the hundredth episode. Christian Kane was was saying how they were such good friends that uh, that David and Glenn were were best friends, and that when. Later on, when Spike says the name Doyle, he calls his name. He calls himself Doyle, and that reaction that Angel gives—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's, it's half David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's really cool how the hundredth episode, just like the first episode, has Angel, Cordy, Doyle, and Lindsay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say in this scene, like we have the all three of the main cast members from the pilot. Yeah, the three original cast members, and then Lindsay's here too because you know he was there right at the beginning and putting on his tough act, which we'll get to in a minute, I'm sure. And, but, yeah. and of course, um, Glenn Quinn died of an overdose, and uh, you know that reference, like, is re- kind of referred to in this in this scene. It says Doyle pissed me off so righteously going out like that. Like, yeah. Ways, yeah. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, you were afraid. I, I wrote some stuff down here that might have been. I'm in still the shocked they, they wanted to do an episode with Buffy for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this works so well with Cordy here. I, how I how could you ever it, have thought Buffy would fit? I wonder if it's a complete. Completely different episode than what it would have been. I don't know how this would have yeah, been. Yeah, I surely mean, oh, sure planning was that and stuff. Yeah, well, I know that David Fury tried said to good stuff. Oh, I was just that David Fury said that he wrote the teaser and they didn't know what the episode was going to be at all. So I don't know if it was because uh, plans changed mm. or or what. 
were you going to say, Kim? What, Kim? I was saying uh, how different the episode may have been with Buffy in it, but do you think, like, even the producers or whatever were pushing for Sarah Michelle because they wanted to bring, like, the Buffy viewers? And then if they, you know, if they had certain ratings, maybe the show wouldn't have been canceled. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe they they pushed for that because... Uh, they knew it was going to be a big episode, so they wanted to make a big impact. But yeah. well, and the yeah. return of Cordy is a pretty big impact, given that oh she's been gone for so long. Well, yeah, and uh, the scene where uh, Angel says, "Did you just call me a tit?" <laughs> <laughs> they talk about David Fury talks about how uh, they were so worried that the network wouldn't let them get away with that, but <laughs> they said the power of Josh, Josh can get away with anything because. He's so successful on their network. Yeah, including so. railroading his actress. Mm. Mm. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's get <laughs> to with the uh, episode. Uh, Cordy says Wolfram and Hart seduced Angel, so he tells her about the deal he made to help Connor. And then he tells her how Spike is a hero now and saved the world. And Cordy says, what freaking bizarre world did I wake up in? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cordy reminds Angel of who he was. He fought for what was right, and that gave him a light, like a glimmer. And she talks about how they missed their moment, you know, way back in the uh, end of season three, point two. Yeah. And uh, how Cordelia acted in, in, like, last season, like, you could forget all that because that was not Cordelia. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, then we cut to uh, uh, Lindsay and Eve in a towel <laughs> And uh, being very sexy uh, Lindsay's talking about how much he wants revenge on Angel And Eve thinks Angel is the center of his universe But he's like, oh babe, you are And uh, we move on from there to Hot kiss, great kiss <laughs> Yeah, they say that in the commentary They say like, that in the great commentary kiss. And great Sarah kiss. and Christian are both on the commentary They're like, thank you <laughs> Um, they look so uncomfortable. <laughs> they both fit on this lawn chair. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Wesley and Cordy kick it old school, researching the glyphs. <laughs> uh, that was sweet. Yeah. Had to have a Wesley and Cordy moment. Old school, as they say, and I never will again. <laughs> uh, Cordy asks Wesley why nobody's talking about uh, her possession. She feels guilty about Lila's death. Um, and yeah, that was good. Yeah, and then they discover that the symbols are protection runes. They keeps that keeps the person invisible from higher powers and modern surveillance. And which cut to Lindsay walking through green laser motion detectors and waving at the camera. And he murders this poor guy and a poor demon in a lab coat and takes like a crystal from him. And then, yeah, I thought, did he take his Adam's apple? What does he do? <laughs> was the crystal his yeah, Adam's could, apple, or was it hanging around his neck? You could barely even see the crystal, but it was hanging around his neck on like a necklace. Uh, okay. okay, I didn't notice that. Meanwhile, upstairs, uh, Cordy greets Spike, who bites her neck. Um, and then Angel. Yeah, because, <laughs> because everybody. Did you call me a <laughs> yeah, everybody keeps telling about how Scott, Spike is such a good guy now, and he's a hero, and he's a champion, and. Yep. He bites Cordy to see if she's a demon. Yeah. And she's not. I know. It's so weird. It's like. I'm like, if only Angelus had bitten Cordy last season, he would have known. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like it's not a usual thing. Like oh, I need to make sure she's a demon if she's a demon or not. I'm gonna just go ahead and bite yeah. her out of out of thin air. Yeah. Well, you know, just to kill her, just to drain her blood or turn her. Yeah. You know, anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that just needed some action right there. Yes. That was yeah. a cool shot though of uh, Spike vamping out like slowly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, coming down the hall. Yeah. Uh, Angel protects her, but Spike says he has a guy who has visions from the powers that be who said Cordy's a big bad and is here to destroy them all. And then he mentions tattoos, which give them pause. And then he says the name Doyle, and they're shocked. And yeah, David's, David Fury says, I think the fans appreciated it from the standpoint that we were honoring him, that Doyle's not a forgotten uh-huh. piece of this world. Uh, yeah, it works. Well, you know, season five, episode 100... You know, it's time to look back to see yeah. how far mm-hmm. we've come. It, it's like the hero's journey. you got to go back to where you started. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Eve's on the phone with Lindsay. Get off. Get out. What, what do we do? What do we do? They're just ta- they're talking. They're all talking. And Lindsay tells her to get out of the building, but then is pulled by her ear into Angel's office by Cordy. Oh, is this where she calls her Lila Jr.? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angel tells Eve that Spike is being advised by a guy who told him to save Angel from the parasite she put on him, so they must be working together. That makes sense, Uh right? Okay, whatever. (laughs) I was like, that's a leap in logic, Angel, but we'll go with you. But really. That's some some Smallville leap. (laughs) But what really pisses them off is that this guy is using the name Doyle. And uh, Cordy mentions uh, Eve's, uh, what are they called, stuff? <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. I looked them up. They're Manola gorgeous. Blonics. Manola Blonics. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the commentary. They talk about how, you know, we weren't going to have any shots of her feet, but the company or whatever insisted that she actually be wearing the shoes if they named them. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So they she, give she them actually, the shoes to wear? So yeah, Sarah Thompson was thrilled to wear the shoes. She liked them. <laughs> I would too. And uh, yeah. Yeah, the $1,000 shoes. Exactly. Harmony comes in and says the whole building cleared out. So wow, these like none of these lawyers have any sort of allegiance to Angel and the gang. <laughs> like, hey, uh, we just got this alarm that uh, something was rising to take down the big boss. So we're just going to get out of here. Just wanted to warn you. <laughs> no, they just leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, no, uh, no loyalty. No, no uh, what is it? No honor among thieves <laughs> or lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we we go to Lindsay, who's turning on something in the basement with his little crystal, and says, "Wakey, wakey!" And then Kim says on the commentary, "Eggs and bakey," <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> oh, oh, also, Kim, I wasn't watching the episode, but I listened. You said you hope these two get together. Were you talking about Angel and Cordelia, or were you talking about Wesley and Fred? Angel and Cordelia. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were great. Mm-hmm. Cor- that that was my angelship. It's Angel and Cordelia. I don't, I don't really care <laughs> even about though, Buffy. Even though I'm a big supporter of Buffy and Angel for like the overall arcing. But if Cordelia, well, I didn't know she was leaving this episode. But then I was like, oh, Cordelia has to stay. These two need to stay together. Mm-hmm. If they're just much more suited for each other, it's just uh, better all around. And then, like, my heart is, like, fucking broken from this episode, let me tell you. I'm just so, I like, I'm <laughs> messaging with Robin. I'm like, I don't even know what to do with my life right now. <laughs> yeah, it was everybody so was, sad. David Boreanaz, David Fury, and... Uh, Charisma were all crying. 
Oh yeah, that's during the last scene. Let's talk about that then. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay, stopped right. the commentary because I started crying. And I was like, this <gasps> you, is really sad. This is why we have you record because I wanted to catch all those tears. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Cordy tells Angel to torture Eve. They're running out of time. They debate morality. Oh, and I get it. Harmony. Harmony, Harmony slaps uh, Eve as she really slapped Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of those slaps, you'd make contact. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm sure it wasn't a mistake. As Sarah, I guess, said in the commentary, she was so worried she'd hurt me, that, but it actually worked well for the take because I reacted by really screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was very satisfying for us because we hate her so much. We wanted to see her get slapped around by Harmony. I love that Eve starts confessing and Harmony just goes ahead and hauls off and hits her again. <laughs> like, oh, have to stop. Harmony, she's talking. She is already. <laughs> but, like, she would be no good under torture at all. No. I would not want her on my team nope. if. She ever got wow. captured? Two yeah. punches and she, or two little slaps, and she's mm-hmm. spilling the beans. Yeah, she's Get out of death. here. Eve says, "Failsafe was set off to release a creature specifically made to take down Angel." And uh, who set off this creature? Somebody. Uh, it must have been Doyle that slipped by. Spike mentions that this guy got his hand chopped off, and they all look at each other. He's back, <laughs> Lindsay. And he's like, who? Yeah. Yeah, Fred's like, who? <laughs> That's right. Angel instructs Harmony to eat Eve if she moves. Uh, tells Fred that she can't go down because he doesn't want to see anyone he cares to get, uh, about get hurt. And then Spike volunteers, and Angel immediately agrees that he can go. Spike <laughs> <laughs> is so perfect on this show. Uh, Cordy doesn't care. She grabs a katana off the wall and says she wants to see a lawyer. Ah, uh, cute. Yeah. Um, so Angel sets off the alarm when they go down there, which brings out zombies. And Spike agrees to stay behind and fight them off. And then, finally, Angel and Lindsay meet. Lindsay says, there's always time for redemption cast. Isn't that your whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Oh. uh, I think that's almost what he said. uh, I thought that was a direct quote. Um, <laughs> Someone should get him to say that at a con or something. <laughs> oh, Steph, we had our chance. Uh, Angel says that some people never change in attacks, but surprisingly, Lindsay actually has changed. He's stronger. He like cl- has like telekinesis. He's like closing doors by waving his hand, and then he turns his switchblade into a sword. Um, <laughs> and they kind of they they're battling back and forth, talking about their first meeting when he c- kicked his client out the window. And then all of a sudden, the holding tank starts to open slowly. Um, meanwhile, Wesley's preparing a spell that says it needs demon blood, but that doesn't make Lauren very happy. Um, okay. I love what Lauren says there. Why don't they ever need the urine of an unclean? We've got plenty of unclean urine. Look, I uh, think I'm making some right now. <laughs> uh, Christian Kane went through two and a half months of sword training for his role in the movie Secondhand Lions. And I never seen that movie. And he approached the writers to see if they could work his new skills into the episode. And Kane ended up performing his own stunts for the sword fight sequence, including wire work. Oh. Yeah, yeah. he said the wire was really fun On the commentary mm-hmm. So Angel and Lindsay play Crouching Tiger, Hidden Lawyer a bit Until Lindsay <laughs> stabs Angel through the chest Which one's the lawyer? 
Oh, um, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like Angel's the CEO now. He's the crouching CEO. Uh, I should have. Uh, <laughs> do over. Uh, <laughs> Angel and Lindsay play crouching CEO, hidden lawyer a bit until Lindsay. <laughs> anyway, this makes, <laughs> this makes Lindsay get cocky and take his shirt off. And uh, <laughs> unnecessarily, yeah, they, they wanted to work that in so that you could see the tattoos come off later. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Angel calls him a dumbass because it's not made out of wood. <laughs> I love how like I love how Lindsay is like he's like he really is like a badass, but he, like he's so deme- diminished by the way Angel talks to him. Like he's such an idiot. Uh, yeah. I love it so much. Um, they fight some more until Cordy discovers how to close the tank. She pulls the rock out, and then I got it. I got. I, I got to take it. Angel says, "All those tattoos, all those new tricks you've learned just don't matter. Doesn't matter what you try. Doesn't matter where I am or how badass you think you've become. Because you know what? I'm Angel. I beat the bad guys. I love that <laughs> moment. And they, the, the score. They play just a, the triumphant version of Chris Beck's theme from the first episode." Nice. And, oh, it's beautiful. It's cathartic as all get out. <laughs> Cordy notes that his epidermis is showing, and the tattoos start fading <laughs> from Lindsay as a result of Wesley's spell. Meanwhile, Fred is looking admiringly at Wesley as he's reading, and Lindsay jokes that he hopes that the senior partners aren't angry, and he gets sucked into a portal. Um, Team Angel escorts Eve out, who threatens revenge on, on her way out. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, the gang decides to go get a drink, but Cordy stays behind to chat with Angel. <sighs> Angel feels good, but feels bad about it as well. He just took down a tiny Texan. <laughs> uh, there's a bit of trivia about that. Uh, Christian Kane was genuinely upset when an addition by Joss Whedon in the script called for Angel to refer to Lindsay as a tiny Texan. Although born in Texas, Kane identifies as a Sooner. And, quote, I'm stronger than David, bigger than David. I'm just shorter. Caden says, Joss likes to take shots at me. He's like, I can't I can't build this character up too much without cutting his nuts just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Christian talks about how he was in New York shooting something, and he called to come back, and he told him that, yeah, well, when I was on board, I was getting my butt kicked by all these girls. He wanted to come back and and like beat Angel yeah. or something like that. Be a badass. Yeah, he mm-hmm. would be a badass. I thought that was kind of not weird. in suits like, and doing legal talk all matter? the time. I don't know. I'd rather be a badass on a show than just like a smarmy lawyer. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> I don't know. Smarmy lawyer has its has its perks. <laughs> I don't know. It has its good points. They're they're fun characters, you know. <laughs> Um, I mean, Spike, Spike's whole character is he's smarmy. Yeah, but he's also a badass. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway, so Angel says he took down a tiny Texan. He didn't save anyone. And Cordy says he should realize that he saved himself. And Angel feels a little better. He feels that whatever's coming, to deal with the Wolfram and Hart, that he can beat it. Cordy says she knows and just needed him to know it too. He's going to win this in the end. She says she wishes she could be there to see it. She needs to leave. She's on a different road. Uh... <laughs> And she says that the powers that be owed her one, and she took it. She got her guy back on track. She goes to walk out and then decides to get one more kiss for the road. And after the kiss, the phone rings. Cordy says, you need to get that call. 
And as Angel walks to the phone. When she said that, I said, if she's dead, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I am done. All right. So this is uh, Kim's last episode with us. There's no more potentials after this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You got, I, How many times have I threatened to quit so far? <laughs> You're last almost season. there. <laughs> oh, my God. There's 10 I episodes left. Sad. <laughs> Cordy says, I was so sad. Cordy says, oh, yeah. and you're welcome. And the call is from the hospital. <laughs> Cordelia chases dead. She never woke up from her coma. Angel hangs up the phone and then says, thank you. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so good. It's really it reminded mm. us of the old Cordelia. Uh, it reminded yeah. me of the old show. Yeah. Old and I think that I don't know if I dreamed this, imagined it, made it up in my head, but I think I heard her say on a panel that this was on her demo reel, and it's what got her the role on the Expendables. Oh, really? In the Expendables, that yeah, that Sylvester Stallone liked it. Sylvester Stallone watching Angel. I just <laughs> well, it was on her demo reel. On her demo reel. Yeah, yeah. No, just, I'm sure. Sorry. I'm sure he was paying more attention to her wardrobe. Yeah, her jiggly. Not to take anything away from Carissa Carpenter, but yeah, I love that she's like date- Sylvester Stallone. She's dating Jason oh. Statham in that movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was surreal to see yeah. her in that movie. Um, it's-, it's interesting to think about how. This the events of this motivate Angel going forward mm-hmm. and had such an impact on him and get him back on track. We hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice um, save, I was- but I think like <laughs> <laughs> Robin's like shut up. I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? Hey. Don't uh, say anything. Well, else. I mean, it, it's, well, it's logical to that assume that this would motivate yeah. him a bit. Yeah, yeah totally. But I was just so I was derailed. I was completely floored. Like I, I when it was done, I was just like, "What? What?" I was just discombobulated, and I honestly was at a loss for words. Like I was trying to think of some way to wrap up the the commentary, and I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I know. You're like, say, I'm done. <laughs> I, mean, I was just like, I guess you can write in. I guess you can whatever. But what's the point of like living anymore? <laughs> Like of course, of like, course, we can't have what we want. Like, no, like, yeah, okay, bye. Because like even even from the Sunnydale days and the early Buffy days, I, I even think when we started potential cast the first uh, the first couple episodes, I was like, you know what? Like, there's something about Cordelia where I see a little bit of myself in her, and I was just like. Oh my goodness. And I was like, I've always liked her. I've always had the soft spot in my heart for her. And I was just like, whatever, whatever. And then this episode, also because of stuff that's happening in my personal life, I was just like, fuck life. <laughs> like, why is this happening right now? I was so, yeah. I was so upset. Like, I, I <laughs> even Robin's like, are you okay? <laughs> he was texting me to make sure I was fine. I was not. I was literally curled up in a ball in, in a sweater just like rolling on my couch in the fetal position because I was so sad. <laughs> it was like, no, no, but okay. Yeah. I, watching this, I was thinking, this is why fantasy, uh, sci-fi genre shows are what I prefer to watch because you can watch, 
I don't know. I can't get into Grey's Anatomy. I can't watch all these Law and Order shows because they're so plain Jane mm-hmm. that it's 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 melodrama that you've seen. It's just trope after trope. But this adds a level of you know such surprise and imagination and creativity to the melodrama that makes it so much more satisfying because it's just such so it's such a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a couple other things to read here to you for the, to wrap this up. Um, but you know, we can talk more. I um, I was reading a couple of different essays about uh, you know discussions about this episode. I'm sorry, I don't have the credit, but maybe I'll post them in the group. Uh, but I like this. Um, it says uh, rather than undercutting the emotional impact of the story. The twist of Cordelia's tragic ending reinforces and honors her character. She is our Cordy again. She exits the series mm-hmm. needed, loved, and wanted. Her final words are, you're welcome, because she knows her worth. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, her character arc is just so great. Mm-hmm. From the beginning of Buffy to here, it's just, she goes through so much and develops so much. And, you know, again, this is narratively satisfying. If she has to go out, this is a great way to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I she like wish the, she didn't have to go out at all. Yeah, at the beginning of the episode, that little touch of her getting so excited to go shopping. That is Cordelia. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, also, like you said, Steph, um, during the filming of the last scene, uh, Charisma said that her and David, uh, and I guess uh, David Fury as well, like you said, uh, spent several hours crying together <laughs> while filming oh, it. Yeah. David and Charisma both broke during the scene more than once, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joss actually stepped in to write this final scene, um, which is why Christian's mad at him about the tiny Texan comment. Um, <laughs> I have a couple of uh, quotes from some wrap-up videos they did with Charisma. Um, TV Guide says, mm-hmm. uh, What a trip it's been from spoiled rich girl to psychic friend to evil cradle robber. And by that, I mean Cordy and Connor coupling. That was wrong. And Car- Charisma says, I was a dirty bird. Ugh, that wasn't Cordelia. She was possessed. I'm in denial about that whole storyline. It was creepy. Connor was an angel's son and half my age. <laughs> <laughs> TV Guide says uh, Why did Cordy have to die? She says, I'm not on the show anymore We didn't want to leave Cordelia in a coma Joss probably feels like this may be the last year Or not But this would be a very big story <laughs> left untold It was necessary for me to co- at least come back and set her straight They ask, do you think you'll come back again? She says, I don't think so No, I think this is it And the thing about Cordelia is that her story's been told. I think this is it. What a time to go. The 100th episode. I think everything has been explored for her. And it's really a sweet, sweet episode. Joss has written me a note and said this is one of the sweeter stories we've ever told. And I agree. And then she says... Then they say, um, do you pay attention to what the what the fans are saying? She says, well, my mom tells me what they say online on the internet. And I think they're pissed, you know? <laughs> I think they're pissed that she's not back, back for good. But I think the 100th episode gives some closure. It's good for the fans. It was ne- essential to get it situated because it would have been a horrible crime if we just left her in a coma. Joss never wanted to do that either. And uh, David Fury says it's a beautiful farewell to Charisma for the series. It gives Charisma a send-off that was respectful to her and Cordelia Chase. I was very proud to have my name on it. And nine days after this episode aired, the show was canceled. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. You're welcome. 
<laughs> yeah, oh it God. sounds like it sounds like she knew it was canceled. Yeah, but then like quickly covered it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to say, <laughs> or she knew it was canceled and was like, "F you, buddy." <laughs> there was a, there was a panel a video of her I was watching, and they she mentioned how like she's like, "Well, they only did one up one season without me, and you know what happened after that." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it needed Cordy to get the ratings. <laughs> so that's all the notes I have and the last chapter in my uh, Charisma Carpenter. <laughs> and if I missed anything, fans, please uh, please send it in. I was asking people in the potential spoilers group, I was like, is there anything I'm missing? Please let me know. Send me all the gossip. So shall we get to rating and wrap this thing up? Feedback. Oh, yeah, there's feedback. Do you have, do you- Nutty says... Um- uh, um, you're welcome gives us closure to the ratty way that Cordelia's character was treated, not mm. to mention the actress. It also gives us such a great scene and a line after Spike bites her to see if she's evil. <laughs> what did she say? Wait, what, what did she, what was, what did she say? Uh, I didn't, I was like, they were like saying, uh, I heard you were good now or whatever. And then she's like, uh, he's like, I have a soul. So do I. <laughs> Clearly mine's better. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Also, now all I'm hearing is the Roxy. You're welcome from Moana. Thanks for that. <sighs> Earworm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Nutty. Uh, yeah, thanks, Nutty. Uh, Matt A. Uh, wrote in an email with the subject line, because Robin sounded desperate for feedback. Uh, <laughs> he says, you're welcome. It's a good episode, but despite my not understanding Lindsay's endgame, what was he doing exactly? Uh, I'll explain it to him. He was uh, setting loose a beast to kill Angel because all he wants to do is really kill Angel. Um, and continue with. But the- that beast is still underneath there, right? Yep. Anytime the CEO oh. gets out of line, because set the beast free. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, one assumes they're like brainstorming how to deal with that or something. Uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't remember if it ever comes up again. Matt says, uh, uh-huh. and the underwhelming way in which uh, Cordelia helped. She uh, fiddled with knobs and levers until a thing happened. <laughs> but, but good app. Bitter, good bittersweet ending. Charisma Carpenter has never been lovelier. I'm, I don't remember damage. I'm sure it was fine. Happy 100th Redemption Ears. <laughs> I don't remember damage. <laughs> I'm sure it was fine. I love well, it. I didn't remember until I turned it on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, which one is this? <laughs> All right. Uh. Harold writes... I think your welcome is my favorite episode of Angel. Assuming favorite is a word that you can use on an episode that has me in tears each time I watch it, including twice this weekend, once to follow along with you, and another listening to the commentary. One of the things <laughs> I love the most about it, just having Cordelia back on the show, and it's the Cordelia we all miss, the Cordy of season two and the first half of season three. The one who is the heart of the show, who will tell every, everyone exactly what they need, but don't want to hear. And the one who is fearless in battle when her friends are in danger, the scene where Cordelia grabs a sword and she and angel swagger into battle against Lindsay is peak angel. I know. Right. Like back, um, back when I was watching this live, they actually released a promo shot of charisma Carpenter with the sword. And I was like, knowing charisma is coming back. And also like, Whoa, what's she doing? Waving that badass sword. (laughs) Could not wait for this episode. So, um, mm-hmm. All right, uh, Harold continues The second thing I love about this episode Is the last scene I'm happy that Cordelia, Cordelia Got a chance to express how she feels about Angel 
and that she gives him the guidance to get back on the right path. But what makes the final scene really work is how it starts to dawn on us that Cordy is saying goodbye forever, and we know it ahead of Angel. It's that time lag where we know, and he doesn't, that brings up all the emotions and tears. Mm-hmm. Here are a couple. Th- yeah. Here are a couple things that I noticed on rewatch that I didn't remember. The look Fred gives to Wesley as he does the spell. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Here we go. They have been slow. They have been slowly building them together over the last few episodes. Am I the only one who still uh, ships Fred and Charles? Remember the pancake kiss. Okay, forget the pancake kiss. I just love he doesn't kind of forget it. <laughs> I just love that he doesn't patronize her like someone else we all know, and that she always mm-hmm. calls him Charles. Also, why didn't Spike detect Cordy's demon blood when he took a taste test? Is it possible that when the powers that be restored her for the day, they restored the original Cordy and not the body that Skip had altered to be part demon? I like that. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, Again and accepted. Yeah. Finally, I love all the Lindsay and Angel trash talking. Vampire Euro trash and the Tiny Texan would be a good band name. <laughs> Harold. <laughs> Thanks, Harold. It'd be a good buddy cop show. <laughs> yeah. And finally, we have one last one. Very Franklin and Bash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, finally, we have uh, one last word from Bruce. He says, great to see you, Cordelia. I don't think there's a place for her at Wolfram and Hart. Maybe they could have worked her into some stories between now and the, and the end. But like Buffy and everyone else, I just can't see her being a willing part of that. The big misstep with her character was, in my opinion, when she was too easily convinced by Skip to ascend to another dimension. As far as I can tell from the writer's interviews, she was originally going to be killed at the end of season four. And I think this send-off is much better. Speaking of great continuity uh-huh. bits, Angel's description of how some guy just came up to Spike, said his name was Doyle, and that he got visions from the powers that be, and Spike just went along with it, is a little exactly like what happened in the series premiere. Only then, if you believe Skip, it was Jasmine pulling Angel's strings. 100 down, uh-huh. 10 to go, Bruce. <laughs> True. I mean, Doyle comes up, he's a demon, and Angel's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, that's all the feedback we have. And now we should... And I really like... I like what y'all have said that... Because he was talking about Cordy not fitting in at Wolfram and Hart. And like y'all said in one of your episodes that Cordy is like the one person who would have taught them out of making this deal. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's such a strong point. She absolutely would have. I miss Cordy already. Yeah. You know, they probably would have opened up a giant wardrobe for Cordy, though. <laughs> but look in here. Mm-hmm. Manolo Blahnik is uh, sponsoring this episode, too. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> So is Jimmy Choo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, half off on open tops. All right, here we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's get into rating this episode. Um, and we will start. I'm just opening the document. With our guest, Nick. I love this episode. I try to rate it just in terms of its story, not in terms of all the behind the scenes things. Just narratively, I feel it works very well. I think it's well placed. It bridges the story, you know, the beginning of the story to the next part of the story, I think. Um, And it's just a great send off for Cordelia if she has to have a send off. 
this is absolutely the way it should be done. I think I, you know, I can't really detract from it in terms of narrative. Uh, I give it 10 out of 10 low rats. (laughs) As John Pavlish once said on an old episode that I worked into a theme song, Doyle! (laughs) Doyle! Okay. (laughs) Kim? I enjoyed every bit of this episode. Um, Yeah, I I was glad that I was able to do the commentary. I was, again, trying to force myself to talk because (laughs) you get worked up in the episode and you're like, oh, I haven't said anything for like a couple minutes. I need to start talking (laughs) Um, because I was paying so much attention to um, especially the scenes with Cordelia and Angel or with Cordelia and Wesley with her and like the core group, you know? Yeah. So... Um, I'm, I was uh, very upset at the outcome, but I just, you know, life is life. Um, and because I know we're in the home stretch, I know that it's, it's going to be okay. So I'm going to be fine. Um, but I really think that they did a disservice to the, uh, charisma carpenter. Like, yeah. Um, you know, her story is tied up in a neat little bow, but I just, I don't know, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't, I don't know. I just, just knowing the information that we know about the drama of her and the baby and all that stuff, it just, it's so wrong. Um, but just back to the episode, I, um, when I saw her and they revealed her in the, the hospital room, I, I honestly gasped and I was like, yes, mm-hmm. finally. Yes, yes, yeah. And it was just like, you know, like you're reconnecting with old friends that we were talking about in the previous episode. And yeah. I just, oh, I'm so sad that she is no longer going to be there ever again. So I was going to give it 10 out of 10, but I have to take away eight full points for her, her, her death. So... Two out of ten. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Wow. I'm totally kidding. Relax, Robin. No, I'm gonna get Why it. are you saying me? I'm gonna... Steph was really outraged. <laughs> you just didn't hear it. No, no, I'm giving it. I, uh, I like it, but because I because I don't like how she left was left. I have to give it nine out of ten unjustified deaths. I just mm. don't. I'm sad that she's gone. I just don't like how it all went down. And it just, I was reeling. Like, I was like, that's just not right. That's not fair, mm-hmm. you know? And because of, not just for the fans of what she meant. I'm like, her as a person, like, wouldn't she friends with them? Like, <laughs> they're like a family. Yeah. They grew up, like, and I was like, you're, really? Yeah. Oh, you're going to have a baby. commentary. They're like, she was so happy to be back with the family and all. Mm. Yeah. Back on set yeah. and all and, that. And to hear David, and then you got weird, weird Uncle Joss over here with his arms <laughs> folded, being like yeah, having it, a, a temper tantrum because he's like, "Oh, it was my show." Like, get, get over yourself. Oh, sorry, I'm just done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, none it, of the it's ten. like David Fury like really likes Cordelia. Like she, he speaks about her very fondly, and uh, he's just very uh, complimentary of her. And you mean Cordy or charisma? Mm-hmm. Charisma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And court, he, uh, you know, he called her like my girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Steph? I was gonna cry. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I, <give> it. <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, there's what else is there to say? How many fangirl tears do you give it? <laughs> I give it ten out of ten growing buddies. <laughs> growing buddies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <sighs> um, all right. So uh, I love Cordelia Chase. Um, I you know I loved her in Buffy. Um, I, and I love her even more in Angel. Like I said. Um, as we get to season two and the first part of season three, as was said in feedback, it's like just like Pete Cordy, it like fully uh, ascended before she was ascending uh, Cordy. Um, and um, it was it was an absolute shame uh, what they put charisma through in season four and uh, how gross some of that stuff was. It just uh, it was terrible. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I'm so glad that they gave her a chance to come back and shine and just like, here, this is, remember me by this. Don't remember, you know, and, and I like the whole, um, discussion in feedback as well, uh, about how this is, you know, since Spike didn't taste demon on her, then she is, this is pure Cordy. This is not, this is not the altered by skip Cordy. Cause it seems like after that happened, it started going downhill slowly. We did have some weird, mm-hmm. like dark Phoenix powers about to come from her, but I, I don't know what the hell was going on with that. Uh, but then she got, uh, um, taken over by Jasmine and the, um, but, uh, no, this episode, I mean, it doesn't hit as hard as the body, but it is right up there with like one of my favorite weed and verse episodes. It is magic. And, uh, David Fury did an amazing job and Cordelia, uh, sorry, uh, charisma, <laughs> charisma carpenter is, should just be in all the things just like, uh, many of the other people I've talked about. Um, but yeah, so sorry, long witted statements aside, I'm giving it obviously, 10 out of 10 queen sees, uh, because, uh, I love uh-huh. her. Okay. Um, that gives us a total score of 9.75, which ties it with destiny as the top rated episode of the season so far. Really? Yeah. So, uh, do we have some quotes we want to do before we, I got one. Okay. Uh, when the chips are down and you're at the end of your rope, you need someone that you can count on. And that's what you'll find here. <laughs> someone who will go all the way, will protect you no matter what. So don't lose hope. Ah, oh, damn you. All right. Uh, you have to make me laugh in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, any other quotes, Steph? Kim? No. Just, you're welcome. You're welcome. I have a great, <laughs> a funny uh, Cordelia quote that I didn't come up actually during our discussion. Um, uh, Spike is approaching Cordelia and she says, heard you weren't evil anymore, which kind of makes the hair silly. And then Spike vamps out. <laughs> or a uh, nice... <laughs> and then, uh, get, yeah. get out of that chair and I will feed you those Manolo Blahniks, <laughs> which are stunning, by the way. Uh, oh, what am I? I, don't, I won't read the whole quote, but Cordelia says, "Who's Colin Farrell?" Which I'm like, did like Colin Farrell become a thing within the nine months that she was in a coma? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> I didn't want to do the research though. So, 
Well, and maybe he became a thing during the whole year of the apocalypse yeah. that they weren't they weren't paying attention to movies during all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jasmine possessed Cordy wasn't watching a bunch of movies. <laughs> um and of course she's evil, you gormless tit. Excuse me, who bit whom? Did you just call me a tit? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So any more quotes? I see things. I'm going to play Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So, wow. We have covered 100 episodes of Angel. One more. Hmm? A little something I picked up in Nepal. You like it? They sell that crap at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> we have covered 100 episodes of Angel on this episode. Uh, 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 not on this episode. <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> And How long have we been podcasting? <laughs> we've been podcasting for many years, um, and so I just want to thank everybody who's still listening. And, uh, uh, good times, yeah, yeah. So, and also uh, anybody who's still listening, uh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we got to let Kim and Steph go to bed. Um, so next time on Redemption Cast. Uh, we there, there are 10 episodes left in the series uh, The next episodes We're going to be talking about are Why We Fight and Smile Time And oh, I just want to mention That uh, that was my first choice Claudine from Twitter uh, Has requested A commentary for Smile Time And I double down on that request I triple down on that request <laughs> So Wait, Is that the next episode or the next next episode Yeah the next next, next. Okay yeah. alright yeah. So it sounds like every other episode is good and every- It's like Star Trek movies. Uh yep. It's like James Bond movies. Uh, I'm gonna have to go over the James Bond filmography with you and then talk to talk. so much good stuff to come, hashtag opinion spoiler. Anyway. Um as Nick says, Angel's back on track, so that's spoiled. Uh so uh Nick, anything else you want to spoil before you go? <laughs> I really like what Amy Acker does in the later half of the season. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, that's enough out of you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming <laughs> to the podcast, and I uh, appreciate you showing up for this uh, special thank Monday. Thank you for day. having me. And we'll see when those next episodes yeah, come out. Uh, I was scrambling. I, I had... I was a bit behind on the show. <laughs> I was scrambling to listen to all of them. I'm like, I don't want to be completely lost here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought... I thought, oh, they've been recording on Thursday, so I've probably got a week. And then Robin messages me. <laughs> We're recording on Monday. I'm like, oh. Damn so I was it. like all day yesterday listening to Redemption Guest. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm Thank so you. sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else? All uh, right. So uh, next time, and I'm not sure when the next episode is coming out. We'll, we'll be working this out with uh, Kim. Uh, and my schedule and Steph's schedule and I'm I'm going to Canada for a week so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm going to Orlando. Steph's going to Orlando. I ain't going nowhere. Kim's going to comedy <laughs> shows and having dates with different comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, actually, true. Good for you. Oh, good for you. Uh, <laughs> no, Stephanie, not like that. <laughs> Follow her Instagram. <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, we'll talk to you all next time on Redemption Cast. Bye. Namaste. Namaste. I mean, bye. <laughs> Email redemptioncast at gmail.com. We miss you, Illyrio. We miss you, Gabby. Happy 100. Bye. <laughs> bye.
One, two, three, four. There's a feeling that I'm Angel's a vampire who has a soul and he's glad to see ya. He fights the darkness with Demon Doyle and his friend Cordelia. He spent a century in hell with a tube of his Nancy boy hair Angel's a vampire and this his show Indirect sunlight can't hurt him so gax S-O-D